Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 27 of the Basketball Card Podcast. Lucky number 27. I am your host, Adam Gray, the 27 guy. I uh, have been away for a while. I think I think I missed four weeks, and I sincerely apologize for that. Life gets busy. You guys know how that goes. So um, it did make me feel good to have some of you message me and say, hey, what's the story? Are you doing this anymore? I think after the first couple of weeks, people were a little bit like, what's going on? Um, I've done a pretty good job not taking any breaks on this. I feel like the... I feel like the weekly format's the the best way to do it, but you guys know August is one of the slowest times of the year for the basketball season, and it's one of the busiest times of the year for family stuff, and I've got a wife and three kids, and life's busy, so um, I, uh, I'm grateful, though, that uh, you guys are still tuning in. We'll see if one or two of you tune in, at least. Anyway, um, yeah, welcome to episode number 27. Um, to commemorate this number 27 podcast. Uh, I want to tell you guys the very condensed version of of where the 27 guy basically became solidified. So um, while I was, so I, when I was first on eBay, I had a username called AdRockinSock. And AdRockinSock was um, something that I used up and right up until right before I went on my LDS mission um, but like maybe like a month before I left or a couple of months before I left, I was in the card shop, the card shop that I was working at and I bid on an item, um, that was listed at the card shop, um, by the card shop and I bid on it to win for myself. I actually remember what it was. It was a Bob Cousy check. And as I bid on that Bob Cousy check, we got a call about 15 minutes later from eBay and eBay canceled all of the items that were up at that point for shill bidding, in, in air quotes. Um, and we were like, what? We had we had over $10,000 worth of items ending that day. And uh, my boss wasn't very happy, but he kind of looked at me like, what did you do wrong? And I was like, I bid on an item that I wanted to win, the Bob Cousy check. But what we learned then was that if you bid on an item from the same IP address, that it was listed from that's never going to work out well for it, even if you're well-meaning. So um, Ad Rock and Sock uh, was kicked off of eBay, and I had to start over again. And so I did start over again. Um, and right before that, um, I had had a couple of I've had, I'd had a couple experiences through the year that kind of tell through the years that told me that 27 was my lucky number. Um, I mentioned the story earlier about. Uh, Michael Jordan, my Michael Jordan rookie card I paid $27 for. Truth be told, I think it was $27.50, but you get the point. Um, the other story is in 1999 or 2000, Legends Basketball came out, and uh, I we had just gotten a case of it in at the card shop, and I asked my, box, my boss, who was really on a hot streak, I said, hey, will you pick me a box of that? And he opened a new case, and he's like, hey, Adam, the number 23 box is in this case. And so, as m many of you will remember, the old NBA holograms were placed on all of the old boxes. And in some cases, the boxes were serial numbered in order. And so we got a case that was run from like 19 to 30 or something like that. 
And so the number 23 box was, was in the case. And my boss said, hey, I've got it. I've got to pick you this one. You know, Upper Deck doesn't mess around with these things. You never know. Maybe this will be the Jordan box. And so I opened it up. I still remember what I got. I got a Michael Jordan floor card. Those were one per box, but mine was a two-color. It had part of the three-point line. And then I got a Paul Arizon autograph, which I kept for a lot of years and then ended up selling pretty well for like $41. And then I got most of the Legends set that year. That same day, that same card shop, one of our very good customers, Barry, walked in the door and opened up box number 27, and we were all just sitting around shooting the breeze as Barry was opening the box, and then Barry stopped, looked up from his cards, looked at each of us, and put down a card on the glass case in front of him, and it was a Michael Jordan jersey, which was a huge deal back then. We, I'd never even seen a Jordan jersey card at that point in 2000, and it was autographed and numbered to 23. Sold for $7,000 uh, about a week after that. And for me, that was easily, at that point, the most expensive card that I'd ever seen. And I learned at that point never to go against the number 27. So that's where the number 27 comes from. This is the 27th episode. I'm the 27 guy. And this is a special episode because we get to talk about um, Immaculate. That's what you're here for, right? Uh, I've analyzed the checklist. I love analyzing the checklist. I think it's a strength of mine and uh, something that, that I like to do. And part of, part of going through this today is I'll probably tell you what things I'll be looking for. And then maybe some people will try to hold it against me. But for those of you who know me, you know that I don't play those games. So hopefully this works more in my favor than it, than it does to my detriment. But it can go either way, I guess. But it's all part of the fun. Uh, I guess before that, the one other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, the collection. So the, the 400,000 card collection, it's almost all gone um, it's been an interesting ride. Uh, I'm going to admit some things here that you guys are just going to think, you're just going to shake your head at, but I'm going to tell you the truth. So I went through this huge collection, pulled out all the stuff that, uh, that I wanted to sell separately. And that included cards that I wanted to lot up and I lotted them up and sold them on blowout. And that worked really well. I think some of you were really happy with those. And then some cards that I wanted to sell singly. And so I pulled out just a ton of stuff singly, stuff that I, I felt like had a really good chance of at least selling for $5, probably sell for $5 up to, you know, whatever whatever high, highest value cards stuff you had. And so I sold, again, I sold all the most of the lotted stuff. I still have some of the old baseball and some old Kellogg sets and some stuff like that. But then I had 305 individual cards to sell and I wanted to sell them using Probstein. Probstein has been a huge help. It's made my buying and selling so much easier. I feel like they do a really good job. They're quick. They pay out quick. Everything's been good with Probstein so far. So I, I buy a bunch of top loaders. I buy some penny sleeves. I do a ton of work and I get the stuff all ready to go and I flat rate, I think it's like 20, 20 25 bucks. I flat rate it over to, to Probstein and like that day that they get it, they list 10 cards from the lot. Um, one of the best cards, the John Stockton Showcase, and then like a few other little ones. But then they stopped, and so I was like, that's weird, because usually they list them all on the same day. So I, so I emailed them like a couple days later, and I was like, hey, I haven't seen the rest of the stuff go up. And they're like, yeah, we're just really busy. Um, and again, I don't know if this is Rick or one of the guys that works for him, but they were just like, yeah, we're really busy. Sorry, we'll, we'll get to it. And I was like, oh, you guys, you're totally fine. Take as much time as you need to. So like another week went by or week and a half. And I was like, 
ah, it's a little weird. I should I should just check in and see if it's see what's going on. And so I messaged them and I was a little bit nervous because this was by far the lowest end lot that I had sent in so far. I think the average value is probably going to come in somewhere around 10 to 12 bucks a card, probably, you know, within a dollar of that range. And so um, I so I get a message back from Rick and he says, hey, let me call you or why don't you call me sometime today? This is this is last week. Why don't you call me sometime today and we'll go through your box together. And so he called me and he's just he's just looking at it and he's like, this is like ten dollars an average on average. And I was like, yeah, like I, I, I saw the rates online. I knew what the rates were and I was willing to pay those rates because Probstein does such a good job. Right. At least I feel like they do such a good job. And Rick was just like, look, dude, <laughs> he was I mean, he was cool. Wasn't super happy. Again, I was like slightly annoyed at this because I put a lot of work into this, you know, to get everything ready. And I was kind of counting on these guys. But um, he just said, you know, we do this more as like a, we do the lower end stuff, the stuff that sells for four, five, ten dollars. We do that more as a service to our our guys who send us the really super high end stuff. And I was like, I kind of get that, you know, it makes sense. I don't kind of get it. I do get it. Like they're a business. I do wish that they'd maybe just change the fee structure, right? Like that seems like that's the more logical thing to do. Um, change it in a way so that I can say, okay, then if, I mean, even if, if they charged, so their rate on under $10 stuff is, is a dollar plus 8%. If they charge like $2 plus 8%, what if they had a minimum fee of $3? I mean, I don't know, like, maybe it would have changed how I would have thought about sending some stuff to them, but like I would have known, you know what I mean? So that's probably my first negative experience I've had with those guys. They've been great so far. PWCC also has been great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I understand also where they're coming from. Not mad, totally fine. You, you guys will see the video. Um, I'm going to put, post that up. You probably watch that before you, before you ever listen to this, but I'll post that up on blowout. So now I got these 300 cards. I got to figure out what to do with, and there's everything from cards that probably wouldn't sell on eBay, maybe would. And then, and I didn't send him anything that I knew wouldn't, but I, I, you know, I looked at comparables and tried to guesstimate. And if I felt like there was a reasonably good chance that something would sell for $5 or more then I sent it to him and, um, Anyway, so I've got to figure out what I'm going to do with those, but I've still got those. I've got the 68s. I've got the the old baseball binder. I've got the old Kellogg's baseball and football, which surprisingly hasn't sold because it's really nice stuff. But um, the other part of this that's so interesting is, so I put a I put an ad in my in my local classifieds for the residual of the 400,000 cards. And I got just a couple of really interesting guys. I had a guy who who I who came over who I knew from my time working at the shop, and he looked through this. And I said, I said, here's the parameters, right? Because there's so many cards. I'll give you one half an hour, okay? I'll give you half an hour to look at this stuff and to tell me if you'll take it for twelve, or sorry, tell me if you'll take it for fifteen hundred dollars. I'm not going to go any lower. $1,500 is my minimum. Now, keep in mind, I was also throwing in the vintage baseball binder that's that I've already gotten offers of $300. Actually, I had an offer of $350 online for it, but that fell through. Um, $300 locally. Uh, and then um, the two Michael Jordan binders 
the Kellogg sets that are probably worth a few hundred dollars each. So I said $1,500 for everything, though. And then the 400,000 other cards or 300,000 other cards, right? Just boxes and boxes of stuff. And there's some, there's still some good stuff in there. Still lots of inserts. I found a ruby uh, from 1996. That's just the red year, non-numbered, um, that I that I left in there while he was looking through it. And there was some star basketball. There was like a, an XRC of Thurl Bailey and stuff like that. Anyway, so I had I had this guy looking at it, and I gave him a half an hour. He ended up taking an hour. He's like, you know, I just need to find another time where I can come back and look at, and look at this stuff again. And man, I was just like, dude, listen, I can tell you're interested. I know you want this stuff. I just don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you this. Like, here's the deal. Okay, what can you do for sure? And he's like, I give you a thousand dollars all day for it, no matter what else is in the rest of the lot. I'm sure I could do a thousand. And I said, okay, let's do this. Let's do twelve hundred dollars. I've been just saying that I need fifteen. Let's do twelve hundred. And if you go through it and you determine that fifteen hundred dollars is fairer. That, that you're really taking me at 1200 give me 1500 and we'll call it a deal. And he's like, you're sure? And I was like, yep, that's how we're going to do it. He's like, no, you know what? I'm going to end up giving you more than 1500 And I was like, that's fine, great, but don't don't worry about it. Like, I don't want you to give me more than 1500 I just want you to give me the $1,500 if you feel that it's fair. And if you don't, you said you're good with 1200 And he's like, yes, I'm good, promise. So my last thought was, you know what? I'm sending him with his stuff. He's not even giving me any money. <laughs> he had his he had this huge truck with him at the time, right? Which was completely a necessity because even if he'd had like a full-size van or a full-size truck, it would have taken him several trips and it would have just been kind of a nuisance for me. So I said to him, I was like, "Listen, take it all now. Pay me later." <laughs> You guys probably know where the story's going, right? Now, keep in mind, I knew this guy. Like, I knew this guy from back in the day when I worked at the card shop, uh, House of Cards in Utah. And so I get a I get a call from him, like, two days later, and he's like, man, Adam, I I can't do $1,200 for this stuff. I've, I've been looking through cards. I didn't even, like, hardly sleep last night. I've been looking through cards for 12 full hours today. He's Man, all the good stuff is gone. There's hardly any Jordans. There's hardly any Kobe's. I was like, dude, I, I told you that. I told you that I took all this stuff out. And, you know, there's the boxes that are like, there's like 300 Duncans in one spot and 300 Barclays. And I know, like, I know how to make money on this stuff. It's to lot it up and to sell it that way. But again, I just don't have the time for it. And I needed somebody close by who would take it. And so this was my hope. But he's like, look, I, I can't do the 1200. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I can do eight. Well, I'm thinking, dude, I still have these binders here in front of me that I think I can get at least 754, so I'm not going to do eight for everything. So I just said to him, I was like, tell me what's fair for what you've taken so far. He said, I think about five, $550. And I said, okay, well, you really think about that. Make sure that that's really fair to you and to me and get back to me. And he still got, he still got like three or four days to get back to me on. I told him he could have 10 days from when he originally took it. So... That's the story. I'm probably not going to end up getting paid on on the residual. I don't know what's going to happen uh, every time. I mean, I don't know. It's it's funny. I, I couldn't deal with that stuff in my house anymore. It's not like I gave him any Jordan rookies or anything crazy like that. But I did basically let a man walk out of my house with 300,000 cards with no definite pay, payment. 
At least I was smart enough to hold on to those four or five binders that are worth a ton. Anyway, I've now spent way a way longer duration talking to you about things that you probably don't even care about, but wanted to share with you a little bit about that. Now what I want to hit. Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the day you've all been waiting for. You're excited. You're happy. You want to you wanna just start opening stuff right now. You're like watching videos of last year's Immaculate, thinking about how wonderful your case is going to be tomorrow. I can hear, I can just see Leon right now. He's thinking about his two cases and he's thinking, man, I'm going to pull a Towns to 32 and I'm going to pull... I'm going to pull a uh, dual logo man of Towns and Porzingis or something crazy like that. Um, I can see I can see all of you guys just sitting there figuring out. Like, I, I know there's so many of you. I, I, I Leon was the first one that came to my mind, but I know there's so many of you that are opening cases. And I'm not a guy who, who opens a lot. When I buy cases, I'm the bad guy who likes to sit on cases a lot of the time. And I buy stuff that I feel like is, is looks like it's most likely undervalued. Um, I haven't lost yet on a case by doing that, um, for what it's worth. Um, although I might lose on Immaculate for the one case of my, or, or sorry, Eminence, the for the only case of Eminence that I have that's from my buddy. Um, the best offers that we've gotten on that thus far are just right around cost, and so exactly what cost was actually, and so. After shipping and stuff, we may lose 100, 150 bucks or something like that. But besides that, we've done pretty well so far. And we've had other people reaching out on that eminence case. So I don't want to say for sure that we're going to lose money because I still think there's a chance that that rallies. But uh, but uh, it's still a cost. Anyways, nothing, nothing, nothing about eminence. You guys know I always go off about eminence. This is about immaculate. So Leon, all of you other guys that are opening tomorrow and the next day, May the force be with you. But I want to tell you about my um, sort of data as I've as I've looked at the checklist, as I've sliced it and diced it in Excel. Some of the things that I found, some of the things that I think are interesting, some of the things that I think are the big hits that you need to be looking for. Um, and I don't think that the preview necessarily does a perfect job of that. It never does, right? And so let's look at it together. Let's break it down. So if you sort, the best way to figure out basically how many boxes there are going to be is to figure out how many base cards there are. And by base card, we mean base plus all versions on all parallels. And P.S. as I go through this, if I if I miss anything, somebody please call me out. Like start a thread on Blowout saying Adam's an idiot or something like that. But I did my best, so hopefully this is of some value to you guys. So if you add the regular base set, which is a... 100 card set to the base blue version that's to 10. I don't know why it's not gold this year. The gold's been popular in the past, but it's the blue is to 10. The bronze is to 49. The platinum is to 1. You're going to get one of those base or parallels to the base in every pack if it's like it's been in the past. And by pack, I mean box, right? A pack and a box in this situation are the exact same thing. So there are exactly 15,900 total base cards from all from the base and from all parallels right so that means that there are likely 15,900 or thereabouts uh, boxes total they may hold a few back um, they may do a few boxes without base I've never seen that but they may change what they've done in the past but for all intents and purposes there are basically 15,900 boxes of immaculate coming out hitting hitting the world tomorrow not all of them will be busted tomorrow. Heck, maybe not more than 10% will be busted tomorrow. But 
every day from tomorrow on a little bit less will be opened until the point where hardly any of them are open or hardly any of them are left. So of that 15,900, of those 15,900 boxes that each have six cards in them and one card is a base card, here's what we know that's interesting. There are exactly 615 total one of ones in Immaculate. It's a lot of one of ones, right? That's one in 25.8 boxes. You're one in 26 boxes. You're going to get a one of one. There's also 82 jumbo tags. Okay, the jumbo tags look pretty sweet. Um, or at least they've been pretty sweet in the past. So that's another one to look at. There are 18 USA basketball tags. Those are kind of reminded me of the Eminence. Uh, the Eminence blah 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 uh, finals or uh, championship tags in that they are numbered to two i kind of like the idea of things numbered to two so since there's 82 of them they're one in 194 boxes difficult to pull those right um oh i'm sorry the jumbo tags are one in 194 boxes the usa basketball tags are one in 883 boxes so you're probably not going to get one of those but if you do you're lucky um then you've got the the Christmas Day logo men. Those uh, you've seen, there's the logo man with like the snowflake thing around it. They're super cool, very unique. Um, not the nicest um, checklist you've ever seen. It looks like a lot of the guys that played uh, minus minus the best of the best stars, but uh, that's okay because they're one in almost 500 boxes, one in 497 boxes. Now, dual autographs are one in six boxes. People love the multi-autographs. One in six boxes ain't bad. Triple autos, one in 29 boxes. And quad autos are one in 106 boxes. So just a little bit more detail on those. There's 32 total Christmas Day Logo Man, 2,652 dual autos, 540 triple autos, 150 quad autos. Then we get to what I would argue is where, you're need, where you need to be looking, where your eyes need to be. The dual logo man autos. Unfortunately, it's just the rookies. Mm, we'll take it though. It's a start. There's a, there's the thought that maybe flawless or maybe if they do eminence, they'll do a dual logo man auto. We all know that I've been asking for it for years, right? Not just of the rookies, but I want to see like a Kobe Shaq dual auto man, dual logo man auto. I want to see a Kobe Durant, a Steph Clay, a you know. A magic bird, just crazy dual logo man autos. Those are where we get into the five figure cards and, uh, and some like high five figure cards. There's some Panini can make some fifty thousand dollar cards right now. And if you're shaking your head saying no, they can't. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. They need to do the right things. They need to put the right guys in the card. They need to, they, you know, they need to do everything with the product that they possibly can. But if they do, they can make some fifty thousand dollar cards. And so, I'd love to see Wiggins Towns do a logo man auto. I'd love to see what that does. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there are fifty dual logo man autos. How do I feel about fifty? I think the number is pretty high. You, you're probably saying, Adam, high is good. We want more of something. It's the first time they've done it on a single card. It's kind of cool. It's different. I, I would have loved to see them make 10 to 15 and then make it be, I mean, a real hit. You know, you could have just had maybe one or two dual Logoman autos of Towns. Instead, I think there are five. It might even be more than that. It might have been Lyles who has five. Um, 
and not that Lyles and Towns are similar, but those are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at their stuff. So there are 50 of them, which means that they're one in 318 boxes. That's where you're looking, though. That's where your money is. That, in my opinion, that's where the big money is. People didn't like the booklets in the past. I say that as somebody who owns a booklet. Although I do like it. I think it's, I think it's neat. It's just not a card. It's a booklet. Um, there are 467 Towns cards. Some of those we've already kind of mentioned. There's some of those in the quads, triples, and duels. So this math won't be perfect at the end. But a Towns is 1 in 34 boxes. Um, RPA numbers. Those are um, referred to as acetates by some people. And by acetate, we're not talking about like the shadow box or the see-through cards. We're talking about the parallel of the rookie card or the numbers variation or version. It looks very similar to the base or to the rookie card, the rookie patch autograph that's numbered to 99, except for it has a different sort of shine and finish. And holofoil, I think, is probably the right word for the slashes that kind of go through the cards. Uh, they look really nice. They've looked nice in the past. And for those of us that are the big rookie guys, we know that's where the real money is in terms of the rookies, obviously with the exception of the Logo Man Autos. Um, I have the Rodney Hood 5 of 5 from last year. And if I told you guys what I had been offered on that hood, I've said this before, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't, And then you really wouldn't believe that I turned it down because um, people love that set. I think people view that set as the more modern, uh, exquisite platinum variations of the rookies. You know, the LeBron James RPA number to 23. People view, you know, my last year's Rodney Hood, 5 of 5, or this year's Carl Anthony Towns to 32 as, as that. Um, I saw somebody write on Blowout that Porzingis might be worth close to what Towns is. I think I think there's a good... I don't want to say too much here because... I'm going to be in the market for some of these things, but 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 in a full disclosure, Porzingis is going to be a lot, and Booker is going to be a real lot. Uh, Booker, I think, am I right? And the Booker's jersey number is is it one? Isn't what what number is Devin Booker? I should know this. I am looking it up right now because I don't want to say something and then be wrong. So Devin Booker is number one. Yeah. So Devin Booker's jersey number is, or his immaculate numbers variation is going to be numbered to one. That card's going to be a five-figure card, like immediately. And I'm not, I have like almost no doubt about that. That card's probably between 10 and 15 out the gate, right? And people are like, no, 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 that can't be. That's probably what is, what is Logo Man Auto is. Yeah, but the number set is a super popular set. And that's the card. I mean, I guess there's a chance it's seven or eight. If it was too much less than that, though, I would be interested in it. And so I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, I, I, my guess is that it's probably 10 to 15, uh, it, maybe 8 to 15 to be fair, to be safe. Um, then you look at, you know, Porzingis and guys like Stanley Johnson, numbered to three. Um a lot of these guys, very low numbered. I, I, I had a list, um, I saw a list somewhere on Blowout that showed all those different numbers. But the, those, some of those are where the real money is. And there are 859 total of those cards. Now, the reason that there are so many of them is because not all of them are numbered to three, right? There's Trey Lyles at 41 and Carl Anthony Towns at 32. But 
those are where you see people in the first few days sometimes make some mistakes. People see a rookie patch auto, it's a small patch, and they think, oh, this probably isn't worth very much, and they sell it quick, right? Especially those low-numbered ones, if you get a chance at those and you get a decent price on it, you got to jump at it. Having said that, there's enough of us that understand that that this is an issue in the marketplace that then we sometimes jump too quickly and jump too high and too fast and we pay too much for those out the gate. So um, you've got to be careful. There are also 4,929 total rookie cards, which means that they fall one in every 3.2 boxes. So again, to hit it real quick, 32 Christmas Day Logo Man, one in 497 boxes. 2,652 dual autos, one in six boxes. 540 triple autos, one in 29 boxes. 150 quad autos, one in six boxes. 50 dual logo man autos, one in 318 boxes. 467 towns cards, one in 34 boxes. 859 RPA numbers or acetate variations, one in 18 and a half boxes. And 4,929 total rookies for one in 3.2 boxes. And what's interesting about this is we've named off a lot of stuff, right? We've named off everything that we just said, plus the one-on-ones, jumbo tags, USA basketball tags. And I stopped there, but there's a lot more tag autos. Um, there's the dual patch auto acetate number cards. There's, there's a ton of other stuff that has a lot of value. And this is what's wonderful about Immaculate. Immaculate's not... It's not eminence in that not every card is worth a lot of money. There's some stuff in Immaculate that's going to be worth 99 cents or less. Um, you know, you could open a box and have, of the six cards, you could have two cards that are worth double double figures, right? You could have four cards that are worth less than $10. That That's a real possibility. But you do have a ton of stuff that's going to sell in the $100 range, an $80, $50 to $100 range. And you might say, well, I'm paying $140 a card. I should get that. You're right. You should. But the other thing about Eminence that's great is it's not like, it's not, I mean, this is this is one of the issues with um, some of the high-end products out there, including Eminence, is that sometimes you look around and you're like, well, where is where do I make a killing on this box? If this goes as well as I possibly can, could I could I get five times my money back? Could I get ten times my money back? Well, Immaculate, there are cards that are going to sell for twenty times what the case of the box or what the price of the box is. If you pull the Towns Porzingis Dual Logo Man Auto, that's probably going to work out pretty well for you. If you pull the Kobe Logo Man Auto, it's probably going to work out for you, right? So, um, you know, now that I think of it, I remember seeing championship tags. I think those were, um, I think those were just in Flawless, though, right? Yeah, I don't think they're in. I don't think they're in uh, Immaculate. But um, going back to my point, I, I listed all those things for you. Um, if you exclude the regular rookies and you just mention, or the, the regular RPAs, and you just say, what are the odds that I will get at least one of the 101s, jumbo tags, you know, USA basketball tags, lo logo man, do, uh, multi autos, towns, or an RPA numbers card, you get one of those in less than every three boxes, right? It's one in 2.9 boxes. And most of those are pretty awesome cards. And so I think the other, the cool thing about Immaculate is your, your most boxes or 
the, a fair percentage of boxes, you're going to get something that's really cool out of them. Does that mean that you're getting your money back? No. Does that mean that you're going to make money? Not necessarily. But there is a lot of value there. I haven't even included in that calculation all of the jumbo patch autos of Kobe and Curry and the other guys out there that are that are of value. Um, I was looking at that. There's a lot of those guys in the premium, the, the patch autographs and then the patch autograph jersey numbers, the patch autograph tags. Like, I didn't include any of those. Patch jersey numbers, um, pa- premium patch autographs. Like, I just, I look at that that um, checklist, and there is, in the premium patch autographs, and there's several v- variations. There's the regular, there's the gold, there's the platinum. There's 99 cards in that set, right? And as I look down the list, you've got a ton of rookies. You've got... Tracy McGrady, Shaquille O'Neal, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You've got you've got a lot of names that aren't great. Uh, you got Gordon Hayward. You got Alec Burks. Why? Why? We got Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade. I should have gone to the beginning of the checklist. It's a lot better. But a lot of those guys that I'm not even considering when I'm talking about the one in three boxes that you're going to get something that's really pretty cool. You know, you include some of those, and basically I think you're going to end up at one in every other box is going to have something really cool. Now, $700 a box, so you would expect everything to have, every box to have something awesome, but that's just not how it is. So... I don't know. I, I, you know, I've talked about the dual logo man autos. I've talked about the acetate rookies. Um, I talked about the USA tags. I talked about the premium patch autographs and the the tag autos. There, the other thing that they that they did new this year that I thought was cool. Um, oh, I didn't even mention the soul of the games. By the way, people love that soul of the game insert set. The cool thing about that this year is those look like they're all numbered to twenty five or less. Ray Allen is numbered to eight. So for those of you who are doing the set, and I know that set's been done in the past by quite a few, Ray Allen will be one of the short prints and the tough ones to get in that set. Then there's another set called Sneaker Swatches. Then they did the Sneak Peek again this year. Again, I didn't even include those in my calculation. There are almost 100 Sneak Peek cards. So there's a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, It's not... Like I said, if you're expecting to get your money back, you're opening boxes for the wrong reasons. But it's a fun break. If you can afford to do a break and lose, you know, if you can afford to do a break and lose 600 bucks, then do a box. It's fun. You could, you know, have a blast with it, and maybe you'll pull a monster, and maybe you won't. But, but if you've got the money for it and uh, and 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 want a fun break, I think this is one of them. So, anyway, I'm excited for it. I'm 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 hyped. I'll be there on blowout with you guys tomorrow to check out uh you know what's going on with it but uh anyway that's my review of the checklist i hope you guys appreciated it uh, i hope you liked episode number 27 thank you guys for coming this far with us it's been it's been a fun ride um i'll try to make some more time for this but uh, until next time happy collecting